John, we are reading from John 3, 21 to 36. And it is on page After this, Jesus and his disciples went out to the Judean countryside, where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing at Anon near Salem, because there was plenty of water and people were constantly coming to be baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of, the, some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testify about, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this, John replied, a man can receive only what is given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. Thank you uh, for reading, and, and also you waited just nicely for everybody to find. That's hard to do, just to wait for a minute. Very good. And the, the singing, lovely. Thank you so much. We are looking this morning at your theme, and you've looked at it for, through the year, and, and that's so nice. You bring it to our attention, and together we can be encouraged. I just wanted to ask you, before going into more deeply... You all have the lovely t-shirts on. Did you actually make those or did they, you ordered them in? Okay. Oh, you made them. Okay, right. Excellent. No, that sense too. And then the different, because they're not all the same, right? They're all just their own unique. Very nice. Good for you. I'll mention t-shirts in a minute, but that's good. Your verse, I'll just read it again here from John 3.30, where John is, is speaking uh, regarding Jesus, and he says, Jesus, he must become greater, and I must become less. 
And then even verse 31, the one who comes from above is above all. He must be above all. And that's the center for our living. People of God, it's so good just to gather again around God's word and to let that word speak to us. The gems uh, text is really one of those verses in the Bible that really jumps out. It, it, it's concise. It's just, just powerful as it puts together. Jesus must become greater. We must become less. It's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful context and, and a wonderful theme. I just wanted to begin, as I was looking at it and preparing, thinking about it, it, it struck me, first of all, that, that your text, your theme text, is maybe not familiar to everybody. It's, uh, it's yeah, not as familiar as a text that just comes before it. And, and we didn't read that. I didn't include that here. But, but generally, the, the text that's most known out of the whole Bible comes just before what, what we read, and that's John 3.16. And I think that, that you would probably have that one just in mind, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. That's a text, very key, very central, summing up, yeah, the Bible. God's word to us, his love coming to us in Jesus to save us from our sins. So just in terms of texts that are key and powerful, and that one is, is the greatest one in terms of our general knowledge and understanding. But so nice if we have that one and we think, okay, now how does that work itself out in our lives? And then your text... John 3, verse 30, that, that fits very nicely. If, if we have this sense of, of who God is and what God has done, his love for us in Jesus, and now we respond, we think, well, of course, if God has done this, that and he must become greater. Jesus must become greater, and we must become less. So that, that is a, a very nice, fitting response for us to live in response to God's great love for us. We should live in such a way that Jesus becomes greater, this, this Savior, this one sent from God. This statement that you have kind of uh, grabs your attention too, and that sense of of how you, you work with that, how you to, to keep that in mind as a response. You could even put that phrase on a t-shirt. Now, you didn't do that. <laughs> Though you did put the word gems on, right? Yeah. There are t-shirts with that on them, right? Here. He must increase, I must decrease. John 3, verse 30. So you can, you can get those t-shirts too where it's right on there. And there's also, did you find the other one? Here. This is a summary for those who know math. I don't know how far you are in math, but that's the greater less than symbol, right? The little, the little arrow, the little triangle. So what it's saying is he, that's Jesus, is on the greater side, and me, I must become less. So, so you could have done something like that too, but... 
fine. What you <laughs> but, but the sense of it, it's catchy, right? And, and it can be just summarized and it can be put in a way that we can understand and that we can even, if it was on a t-shirt or, or if we think about it, that it reminds us this is how we need to live. This is how we respond to what God has done. Simple, straightforward, powerful, and effective. So on the one hand, I, I could say to you, and, and in a sense, you're studying this, and, and, and us this morning, we say, well, let's, let's do that then. Let's, let's get about that then. Let's, let's have Jesus greater and us less. Let's, you know, go for it. Application. That's what you need to do now. And then uh, a, response, a response might be, hey, yeah, good, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that uh, right, after, right after I talk to my friends, uh, right after I make some plans for the rest of my day. It's a nice day, and maybe do some snowmobiling, and, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll see about other things, and, and maybe there's homework I need to do, and, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll think about it, and, and I'll, I'll get to it maybe after a while. Possibly. And the sense of our lives, even busy, all the things of me, becomes pretty great, pretty central, pretty much the focus most of the time. And so with a, a theme like this, the, the sense even as John is approached here, in uh, John the Baptist is approached and where he gives this response, the, the sense of those approaching him is, is a realization that, that I tend to become great in my own eyes and in my own life. And so that is the first thing we need to recognize. My life gets more and more about me and in fact can very quickly become less and less about Jesus. So in fact, we, we switch it around. He becomes smaller, and we, we become greater. And so, so the first thing we need to do is to, to recognize that stress in us. Elsewhere in the, in, the, in the Bible, people are reminded, Colossians 3 verse 11 talks about the reality that in our lives too. Jesus needs to be all in all, in all people, in all circumstances. Christ needs to be all and is in all. So that, that reality, that's a struggle that we face. So when this word of God comes to us this morning, how are we actually going to make Jesus greater? a greater part of our thinking, of speaking, of acting, a greater influence on how we spend our time, how we spend our money, how we live. And the reality, first of all, is we will have to become less. We will have to become less in order for Jesus to become greater. Our life is full. We fill it up with everything about ourselves. And so in order for Jesus to become greater, you can't, you can't put other things in a, in a bowl if it's full. You have to empty some stuff out. 
before you can add more. And so that sense of we must become less is really the challenge. And, and sometimes we wonder about that and we think, well, can't I just fit Jesus in a little bit here or there? Or Jesus can come along with me while I'm doing everything I like to do and everything that's about me. Well, Jesus will just come along like a, a little brother or sister. Do you have it sometimes where, where one of your younger siblings, they tag along, right? Ah, what a pain, right? <laughs> but, well, maybe we'll let them, right? We're doing our stuff, but they want to tag along. Well, Jesus can tag along. That's not, that's not the way to live. That's not what John 3 verse 30 means. Many Christians do end up living like that. They're, they're running from here to there and everywhere. And they're just having Jesus tag along a bit. They're not experiencing the true joy of living and living for Jesus. And that's what John says here when he talks in verse 29, before, he, he, before the theme verse, he says, that joy is mine, a full joy, when he becomes less and Jesus becomes greater. And so that, that reality that we need to become less is not, is not to lose out, but it is to, to enter into fully the joy that's there. Another way of putting it, uh, the sinfulness of this world that denies God and denies Jesus wants us to minimize God and ignore faith in Jesus, uh, giving the promise of, well, you will have so much fun and joy without God, without Jesus. They distract from all the things you might want to do. But the truth is that when we switch it around, when, when we would have a, a t-shirt with this on it here, more of me, less of Jesus, then, then we are robbing ourselves of life and joy and happiness. Then that's what John is getting at. There is a real sense that we need to be focused on what God has done for us. Already in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy 8, God reminds the people that they, they have that uh, confidence in their lives. It says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 10, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle in them, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God. So we need to realize this sinful tendency in us and to hear these words of John the Baptist in John 3 and, and recognize that, that he is calling us, we have to reflect on our lives and, and I must become less so that Jesus can become greater. Now, we also need to realize how striking it is for John to say this. John the Baptist is great. He, he is a great man. 
John the Baptist at this point is very central, very influential. People are coming to hear him. People are coming to be baptized by him. At one point it says all of Jerusalem and the entire countryside were coming to John the Baptist. They were coming to hear him. They were coming to be baptized. He was the man. So for him to say, I must become less, is quite something. He is very influential, very great. And here in John 3, what's actually happening, the context, verse 22 and following, is that Jesus has come and is baptizing in the area, close by. Maybe not right across the street, but he is in the area. And those who are, are aware of Jesus and what Jesus is doing, come to John and say, John, John, someone is infringing on your territory. Someone is building... Uh, their business right beside your business. They are threatening your greatness. And, and they are. Jesus is. Jesus is. People are coming to him instead of coming to John. And so some people come to John and, and say to him too, you, you have to do something. Jesus is taking over. And, and there is... Oh, even in the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, a comparison between who you are baptized by. There's a discussion in 1 Corinthians 1, 13 that, that applies here. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I am thankful I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized into my name. There's there's a comparing, there's a, a sense of who is greater, and that, that even here, as John is baptizing, Jesus is baptizing, who is greater, who has more influence, who has more prestige, power, and Jesus' ministry is growing, and he is getting more followers, and his influence is expanding. So Jesus... Uh, is threatening in that way, and John could be upset by it. But he's not. He's not at all. And his answer is so striking that even we in our lives, in our living, we think too, it's all about me, and we feel threatened when, when Jesus comes and says, let go a little bit. Let me in. It's not competition between me and Jesus. He must become greater. I must become less. I just wanted to, to focus it in especially on the, the example that he gives. John is, is confronted with this, this challenge to his position, his, his prestige, his influence, his power. And, and he comes with a a wedding example. I don't know if any of the girls here, have any of you been part of a wedding party? Yeah, twice. Oh, yeah. Have you been? Yeah. As a flower girl? Or as, yeah? Ah, fun, hey? You betcha. It's so nice, hey? And so here too, 
we have a nice picture, and there's the flower girl, and, and so there's, there's a wedding example. Well, what do you think if you were in the wedding party, right, and you come in as a flower girl, right? And then, and then you come right up and, and stand right in the middle here. And then when the bride comes in, you say, don't need you here, I'm here. Right? You say, I'm the center of everything, right? This whole wedding is about me. You're standing here. Is that how it's supposed to go? No. When you see the bride coming in, you are standing to the side and you are, you are joyful, right? You are, this is great. And you are happy to be part of it, but it's not all about you. And so John, John simply gives that example that the people there could understand too. They, they knew weddings, they knew how this went, and John sees himself as, as yeah, the best man for the, for the groom. And, and this summer, my, my son was the best man for his friend at a wedding down in Lethbridge. And, and he said, man, that's a lot of work. Get everything, keep everything going. And, and yeah, but then when, when the groom comes in and the bride comes in, you're thrilled. That's not about you. It's about them. And so the sense of, of John saying here too, before he makes this statement, he says, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. So what he's saying is all the people, which, which is then those who are, are looking for faith for God, they're going to Jesus. So the people, the church, is the bride. And so when he sees the people not coming to him, it's like at a wedding. That, 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 that the bride doesn't come and marry the best man. No, she marries the groom. Because he's the one. Center. And so John sees it beautifully. He says, I am honored to be part, but I am not at the center. And so the wedding party is not upset. When the bridegroom and the bride arrive, they are thrilled. And so that's the point. That's how we need to see it. It's not me against Jesus who will be greater. No, it's, it's Jesus is the greatest. And I am then just part of helping, honoring, showing him, supporting, serving him. That reality, Jesus is so much greater in every way. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. He is the one who fulfills God's plan of salvation. He's the King of creation. His kingdom is eternal and glorious. He is the head of this church. He must become greater because he just is. And we serve him. He is above all. Verse 31. So we need to realize that. We need to, again this morning, see our place and take our place in his service. John 3, verse 30. Striking, emphatic, confident, joyful. He must become greater. It's, it's, it's not a threat. It's not a burden. It's joyful, thankful. Though I must become less. So this morning too, you are invited, if you don't know the Savior as your Savior, if you, if you hesitate, you are invited again to get to know him more and more. He is the greatest thing that you could ever be a part of. 
as you trust in him more and more, you will be blessed with comfort and joy, truly, more than anything that might interfere. As you continue to follow him more and more, you realize that he continues to watch over you and care for you. To follow Jesus is like being invited to go to the finals of the Olympic hockey game. That's what it's like. I had to get it in here somewhere. <laughs> Were you up this morning at five? Oh, yeah. What a game, hey? Well, what if you'd been invited to be there? What if someone had invited you to be there? Come with your family at the game. Oh, that'd be great. But you said, no, 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 no. I wanted to, uh, to just, yeah, stay home and, and do a few things myself and maybe read a book. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right? Jesus invites us to be part of the greatest thing, the most wondrous thing in the world. His saving love and grace. And so we are invited to be part of that again this morning. I think even for you as GEMS, that, that you are part of the GEMS program is part two, that, that he invites you to be part of this program. And, and what fun, hey? What a joy that you meet on the, on the evenings. And I, I'm here sometimes and I hear a lot of laughter and a lot of fun. And Yeah, that as you come together in faith as you look to the Lord Jesus too. You are encouraged. It's, it's just a joyful, thankful life to make Jesus greater in all things. Let's pray together.